0: You might recall that a few weeks back, Tony and Dada talked a bit about the debut appearance of the Blues Brothers on Saturday Night Live, which occurred 40 years ago this week in TV history on April 22, 1978. As we pick up the conversation, Tony's talking about some of the great blues musicians that Dan Aykroyd introduced to a whole new generation as a result of the Blues Brothers. When you look at the caliber
1: of talent that uh, dan aykroyd was put together to create the band because mm-hmm. you know you had uh howard shore and paul schaefer who were basically the saturday night live mm-hmm. band mm-hmm. in the early years mm-hmm. uh paul schaefer i think we all know howard shore would later go uh, and do paul,
0: paul schaefer who did a dead-on don Kirscher did a dead-on don
1: kirscher dead yes. and introduced the blues brothers once as don kirscher yes. <laughs> Uh, and he, uh, yeah, he did. He did a couple of times yeah. that that nailed it. And when Don Kirshner died, by the way, uh, on Letterman, Paul Schaefer, every every song was a uh, you know like monkeys mm-hmm. or, or boys in heart, and uh, you know just well, he wonderful was, he tribute. Was,
0: he was the man with the golden ear. Yeah,
1: it, just wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I thought, musical tribute that Paul Schaefer played to Don Kirshner. I don't know how CBS was able to get away with all the license, because other than the theme, every little intro, outro, all that, it was all some, uh, music associated with Don Kirshner.
0: I'm sure they worked it out. <laughs> I'm sure they worked it out, yeah. <laughs> they probably knew they had to work it out, otherwise Dave would have material for two weeks. Well, we couldn't play that because CBS won't let us do it. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I think it was much better that... That they play along, yes, or or they would not hear the end of it. Otherwise, he would
0: turn them into General Electric.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what are we talking about? Uh, The Blues Brothers earning three top forty hits: "Soul Man," "Rubber Biscuit," "Rubber Biscuit," "Rubber Biscuit," and "Give Me Some Lovin'." Yeah, Um, I think "Soul Man" though was their signature song. I mean, that's what year? What year did they do the movie?
0: Uh, 1980. Okay, I re- what I remember. So I remember they were doing 1941 just before. Right, with Robert yeah. Stack. Okay. The two things I remember the car, the big spectacular car chase with the police with the black in, and white crashing in, Chicago. in each other oh, in Chicago. Yeah. And I remember the show stopping number with Aretha Franklin. Oh,
2: yes. It's amazing.
1: Which was amazing. That's why I think, you know, the, the movie soundtrack is... So yeah. you have Aretha Franklin, you have Ray you Charles,
2: <laughs> uh,
1: John Lee Hooker, yeah. James Brown. It's the preacher. It is yeah. the preacher. So you have all of all of this talent. Oh, Cab Calloway.
0: Oh, that's right. Cab... Yeah.
1: And I had had a story at Story Salon because I, I had the uh, soundtrack album, uh-huh. and my stepmother invited our pastor over, and this is like right after Belushi died... And he's, he, I had my, my, the album was on the kitchen counter when he walked in and I thought I was going to get this horrible lecture about the, you know, because he had done several sermons on the evils of rock and roll. And he's looking at my Blues Brothers album and he asked to borrow it. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And primarily he wanted uh, Cab Calloway singing Minnie the Moocher. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I didn't know at the time what Minnie the Moocher is about. Um, uh, in modern society, we would refer to her as a coke whore. Yeah. Uh You did not use that word in the song, but that's basically, it is a love song dedicated to <laughs> someone um, who exchanges services yes. for cocaine. Yes. Uh, and, you know, but he, he you know, and, and it just opened a dialogue about Cab Calloway, Babby Darren, all that stuff. Um, just... And getting to know, oh wow, you are a preacher, but you love music. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you know, it it was kind of a, a little eye opening uh, for me, but kind of um, humanized him. Kind of yeah, humanized him, and I think yeah. uh, overall it was is a much better uh, uh, relationship. Uh, but look at the Blues Brothers band because you did have Paul Schaefer. He did. Uh, he was uh, the keyboard player for the Blues Brothers band. He was not in the movie because he was committed to Giller Randner's Broadway mm-hmm. show, which was Gilder Live from New York. Mm-hmm. And he was in sketches and... Uh, actually, he did play, I think, Don Kirchner in that as well, yeah, introducing right. uh, Rhonda Slice. Yes. Uh, but he was uh, very, very um, instrumental in that. So, uh, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, there was a little friction because yeah. John Belushi was very upset that he could not do the Blues Brothers movie. Yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, the piano player, the keyboard player was was it Murphy Dunn?
0: I think you're uh, correct. Yeah.
1: Murphy and then, you know Murphy, Murphy and the Murph Tones, yes. you know, and they're playing the that character was written for Paul Schaefer, ah. kind of the uh, the lounge character. You know, don't go change it, you know, that was <laughs> that was written for Paul Schaefer, and Paul Schaefer couldn't do it. Uh Howard Shore, of course, you know, went on to do a lot of work in film. Mm-hmm. But you had Matt Guitar Murphy, uh, who uh I think he's still around he is uh, just an incredible blues guitar player and you look at this guy and he's all muscle yeah. his his arms are gigantic and to watch him so eloquently play the guitar and you would usually see him on stage wearing a tight muscle t-shirt something that you would see like the rock wearing uh you had i know he's uh one of the was it, uh donald duck dunn mm-hmm. um who's no longer around Lou Marini was a sax player, who was also a sax player, uh, I believe, with Saturday Night Live. Uh, Tom Bones Malone was a trumpet player who became uh, who then would later on play trumpet with Paul Schaefer and, uh, and Letterman's band. Um, Alan Rubin. No, Alan Rubin was a trumpet player. Uh, Mr. Fabulous, uh, who did have some acting chops. His character had a little bit more to do. Uh, I know he, he, he died a couple of years ago. Um, who else was in the band? Um, Willie Hall was the drummer in the movies. Uh, you know I mean, but you had this incredible roster. I was going to say
0: you're you're doing a pretty good job. On yeah, your I'm, own. I'm <laughs>
1: impressed. <laughs> it's incredible. And and some of these people at the time they were only known in the world of blues. Yeah. So when Dan Aykroyd said we should get this guy, they're going, who is that guy? And it's like, and then all after the Blues Brothers, not only were these guys made very well known and their bank accounts uh, very well uh, enhanced, but I would say Dan Aykroyd uh, primarily introduced a new generation, uh, uh, let's say a rock and roll pre uh, MTV generation, to uh, something that is truly an American musical art form, which I think had been forgotten. You know, after uh, Elvis, you know, and you think so much of these of earlier uh, people that worked in rhythm blues were an incredible uh, influence on Elvis and Little Richard oh, yeah. and then, of course, The Beatles and uh, you know, then after the British Invasion, I think um, a lot of people kind of forgot uh, this wonderful American art form and Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, mainly Dan Aykroyd, was able to uh, not only introduce America to this musical art form but to some really incredible musical artists. Uh, so, I mean, this is... This is more than just a sketch. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well, it's... this is this is a lot bigger than I'm Chevy Chase and you're not, yes. and uh, isn't that special? This was something that um, uh, culturally, I mean, made a, a huge change in uh, American music, uh, reviving um, the marketability. And imagine uh, how many musicals were we doing in that time period. Uh, Blues Brothers is technically a musical it, comedy.
2: Technically a yeah. musical.
0: Okay, there was, it was Grease. Grease, yeah. Grease was done for the big screen.
2: An adaptation of a Broadway play. Correct. Yeah. Uh, One so, was Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, another adaptation. Eighty or 82. 80 yeah, another right? adaptation
1: yeah. of a Broadway play. Yeah. Steve Martin tried to do Pennies from Heaven.
0: Well, he did pennies for. He, well, I mean, he,
1: he he I he I should say he tried was, with pennies w- from heaven. It was heaven. not well received at the time. It was not well arc. received, which was a definite homage to the great MGM musicals.
2: Oh, yeah. Another adaptation, The Wiz.
1: The Wiz, yeah. He's on down the road. So, you know, uh so not only that you had something that was not an adaptation an adaptation of a Adapted. Broadway play you had you know an original musical comedy which elements of action and adventure and the very dangerous John Landis <laughs> directing uh, and that
2: that film was fun and it holds up to this day
1: yeah you know to see and uh also we have to give a certain shout out to the city of Chicago and their mayor at that time Jane Byrne uh, the city of Chicago, for 30 years prior so you're, uh, to the Blues Brothers, would not allow a Hollywood film to shoot in their city. Mayor Daley? Mayor Daley Sr. Uh, did not like that every time Hollywood was in Chicago to make a movie, it was about Al Capone or the gangsters or the 20s. And it always uh, depicted Chicago in that light. Al Capone, who was good to Rosemary. Al Capone, who was good to <laughs> Rose Marie, yes, and Al Capone, who I think was good to a lot of people, yeah. he just had to happens to be also the world's most notorious guy. Yes. Always brought flowers to his mother, yes. Yeah, no. You know,
2: you know I, I'm just putting something together. I began my career in Chicago after you know post Blues Brothers, but more and more productions mm-hmm. when I was there were starting to come into Chicago. It was mostly features at the time. Around the time I left, television was starting to come in but I think you can credit the Blues Brothers for opening the door to a lot of Hollywood productions.
1: Yeah, yeah, Blues Brothers and I think Mayor Jane Byrne who saw the potential, because Chicago was not in great shape. I think uh, New York was in worse shape at that same time Mm -hmm. and that got attention, but Chicago was, there were sections of Chicago that were not in great shape and the idea of movie companies coming in and creating jobs and revenue and all that was a wonderful opportunity for Chicago. It's a beautiful showcase of Chicago. And then later on, moves on, Untouchables, you know, the last couple of Batman movies mm-hmm. use it as Gotham City. So n- then to see Chicago, uh, The Fugitive, which I believe has been mentioned on this show yes. a few times. Uh, Harrison Ford's, you know, the, uh, again, yeah. what a wonderful... Yeah, they,
0: uh, they shot it during the, uh, uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade, yes. if I remember
1: correctly. And then uh, the, the great famous... line about how why, how is it that they can turn the, the river green <laughs> and they can't die at blue the rest yes. of the year. Yeah. Uh, but a wonderful... Uh, way of uh, showing Chicago as well.
0: Childoftelevision.blogspot.com Childoftelevision.blogspot.com Also StorySalon.com Donna's four-part novel series is now complete.
2: Yes, it is. The last book, Fall Again Reunion, was published a few months ago. You'll see where the story finally ends.
0: And to find out how the story begins and end, go to FallAgainSeries.com Tony and Donna, we'll see you both next time. Next, next time. time. One more Adam. If you find yourself working from home these days and let's face it, we're all working from home these days and are looking for a simple way to operate your business by phone, you might want to check out Grasshopper. Grasshopper, the new virtual phone system designed specifically for entrepreneurs. Grasshopper works like a traditional phone system without any of the hassle. That's because you don't have to buy any hardware or install any software. Everything is done virtually. You can manage it online or by phone. That means callers can reach you wherever you are any time of the day on your cell phone. Check out trygrasshopper.com forward slash tvconfidential to check out how it works with Grasshopper. You will sound more professional. You can run your business from anywhere while keeping your work life and your family life separate. Go to trygrasshopper.com forward slash tvconfidential and save fifty dollars on your first order. You'll get a toll-free or local number for your business with multiple extensions. You can set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world, as well as send or receive text messages from your business number, get voicemails emailed to you as audio attachments, and a whole lot more. Plans start as low as 12 bucks a month, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to trygrasshopper.com forward slash tvconfidential and save $50 on your first order. That's trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential. Trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential.
2: at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.